audio fanfic podcast. Aesthetically Speaking by Sister Spooky 1013 on AO3. She started thinking about it during dinner, watching him across the restaurant table as he licked butter off his bottom lip and prattled on about a theory that telekinesis may be hereditary. She was thinking about those lips, or more specifically, what she'd learned he could do with them. She'd always suspected that Mulder would be a generous lover, but reality turned out to be even better than fantasy in that particular regard. The determined way his head had found its way between her thighs the moment he got her panties off had startled her, but not surprised her. He'd lapped at her like he was Ponce de Leon, and her pussy was the fountain of youth, drawing every last drop until she pushed him away, declaring it too much. Far from exclusive to their first coupling, she found that it was clearly his preferred order of operations. The image of his green eyes flashing up to meet hers over the auburn curls of her pubic hair was one she called forth often, and already had over a dozen versions of, though not yet two months had passed since that first night they dared to take it further than a kiss. But while she was most certainly thinking about that, squirming against the faux leather of her seat, she was thinking more about the fact that she had yet to return the favor. She was completely appalled when she realized it, not only because fairness and reciprocity were important to her, but because it was something she loved doing. Jokes about Catholic girls aside, she'd always had an affinity, and a talent, for blowjobs. The fact that she had yet to do this with and for Mulder was an offense that needed to be remedied immediately, tonight. Their server walked by and she ordered a second double-tall gin and tonic, flashing Mulder a mischievous smile across the table. You want to come up? She asked casually as he pulled up in front of her apartment complex, and he gave her a questioning look. It was a school night after all, and she had thus far carefully avoided sex during the week to help keep clear boundaries between their work and personal relationship. Yeah, he said, smart enough not to question it. She felt his eyes on her ass as he followed her up the stairs to her apartment and smirked to herself. She felt like she had a secret. She was going to give him the best blowjob of his life, and he didn't even know it. Have a seat, she directed him as she paid a visit to the restroom. She was already slick just thinking about it. She poured them each a glass of wine and made her way to the couch, sitting close beside him with her body pivoted towards his. She was a bit tipsy not drunk, just enough that she felt loose and brave. She craved him, and she felt her thighs clench with the knowledge of how good she could make him feel. He took a long drink from his wine, then leaned forward to set his glass on the coffee table before he sat back and studied her with interest. Her elbow was resting on the back of the couch, her head propped up on her fist. She held his eye as she took a sip of her wine and then raised her eyebrows in question. You look like the cat who caught the canary, he said nervously, a small smile on his mouth. She bit her lip to keep her own smirk at bay, 
leveling him with a sultry stare. I did have something in mind, actually, she admitted, depositing her glass beside his and bringing her hand to his fly. His smile blossomed into a full, toothy grin, and he cast her a wide-eyed look. She'd surprised him. This was what Fox Mulder looked like when genuinely caught off guard. Only now was she realizing that she had never surprised him before, and she found it immensely gratifying that this is the way she'd do it. Surprise, Mulder, your straight-laced partner isn't a prude after all. She popped the button on his fly, flicking her eyes between his lap and his face, watching him watch her. By the time she freed him from his boxers, he was already half-hard, cockeyed and heavy in her palm. He flexed his hips and groaned softly, and she couldn't hold back the smile of delight that stretched across her face. She was just barely getting started. What? he asked insecurely, taking her smile as some kind of mockery. You just have a really nice penis, she assured him, and it wasn't a platitude. He really did. He looked doubtful. Are some better than others? he questioned and she cocked her head curiously. She might ask him if some breasts weren't better than others, but she didn't want him thinking about other breasts at this moment, especially when her own set was a bit on the demure side, so she stayed on topic. I'm a doctor, Mulder. I've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of penises. I'm quite qualified to confidently say that your penis is very nice, aesthetically speaking. Aesthetically speaking? he repeated, now smiling back at her with a twinkle in his eye. I think you're a little bit drunk, Scully. You sure you're not going to regret this tomorrow? She let her eyes drift back down to his cock, still not quite at full mast, as she lazily stroked him. Quite sure, she replied, and then slid to the floor and kneeled in front of him. He watched with fascination as she grabbed the waist of his jeans and tugged them down and off his hips, pushing until they bunched around his ankles. After a moment of consideration, she pulled her sweater off and then unclasped her bra, giving him a more interesting view in only her jeans and socks. Already he was growing stiffer from anticipation, and she licked her lips. Resting her elbows on his thighs, she took him in her hand and stroked idly while she looked up at his face. His lips were slightly parted, pupils wide and dark and scattering all over her body. From her mouth, to her hand around his cock, to the hardened peaks of her breasts between his knees. She never understood women who said they found fellatio degrading, or that it was a subservient, submissive act. There were a handful of things in this life that made her feel exceptionally powerful, standing steady with her gun on target and the safety off, holding cord in a lecture hall full of eager students, hanging on her every word, and cradling the soft flesh of a cock between her teeth. You could bring indescribable pleasure or unbearable pain to a man as you took his most sensitive body part into a cavity that could macerate a stake with minimal effort, and she felt fully in control and dominant as she slid the warm skin of his erection through the circle of her fist. He really did have a lovely penis, pink and smooth, a soft brown ring demarking the scar from his circumcision below the slick seam of his frenulum. 
How was the skin of a hard dick so incredibly soft? She could pickle herself in Luberderm, and never would her skin be as satiny as his shining pink head. Leaning forward, she brushed it over her bottom lip, and it jerked in response, his hips following suit. Dragging her eyes away from his lap, she took in his expression. Knit eyebrows, breath coming out in little pants. God, he wanted it. He was on edge with anticipation, waiting on tenterhooks for the moment she would slip him into her mouth. Not just yet, though. Resting the ridge of his head on her bottom lip, she reached between his legs and gently cupped his balls, watching his reaction. He let out a shuddering breath, and the papery skin of his sack tightened against her palm. He seemed to like that quite well. She kicked herself again for waiting so long to go on this exploratory mission, for letting him have all the fun pushing her buttons. She tightened her grip on his scrotum and tugged very, very gently, and his eyes rolled back in his head before they fell closed. Jesus, he muttered, and she smiled against the weeping head of him, flicking her tongue out to lap up a slick of salty precum. You're going to kill me, he groaned and she wondered how she was going to properly suck his dick if she couldn't stop smiling. Keeping gentle pressure on his balls, she took just the head between her lips, running her tongue in a small circle around his urethral opening. He opened his eyes, watching her with an expression that she would have identified as being in pain had she not been aware what was causing it. She extended her middle finger, brushing it over his perineum to see what he'd do. His eyes widened and he tensed a little, but he didn't ask her to stop. She decided to save that for another time. No need to go for the full hat trick in the first round. She moved her other hand from his shaft to the dark thatch of hair just above, allowing her lips to hold his cock in place. She scraped her fingers through the wiry strands before she gripped him at the base, giving him several firm strokes while her tongue gently licked at him. The first time they fell into bed together, his pubic hair had been long and bushy, but was suddenly neatly trimmed the next. She took equal pleasure in knowing that he cared enough to bother with a little manscaping, and that he was that sure, or hopeful, that it would happen again, which of course it did, and then many times after that. She let more of him slip into the heat of her mouth, paired with slow pumps of her fist and a gentle but firm grip on his scrotum. She didn't suck, not yet, just held him there against her tongue, and felt the little bobs and jerks against the roof of her mouth as he strained for more. She could smell his skin, warm and earthy and lived in, the gentle musk of a man, part sweet, part pheromones. His pubic hair tickled the tip of her nose, and she inhaled him, the slightly metallic scent that she'd only ever smelled on his body after he'd been on a run or cloistered together with her in a car on a lengthy stakeout. It's a smell she was, until recently, never close enough to him to know that it was always present and part of his own chemistry. Coming up for air, she drew the pointed tip of her tongue along his length and flicked at his frenulum. She found erections fascinating, though she understood biologically how they came to be. That something so soft and pliant could become as hard as hot steel through nothing more than the redirection of blood into the capora cavernosa seemed to her like some kind of magic. 
that she could look at him and lick her lips, flash her eyes to his crotch, and that his body would rush to siphon as much blood as it could to fit into his erectile tissue in hopes that it might find its way inside her body was thrilling. It made her feel like a magician herself, summoning his cock to life like a snake charmer. She pulled in a deep breath and let it out slowly as she sunk further onto him, still keeping her mouth slack as the spongy head bumped up against her uvula. She relaxed her throat and he slipped into her pharynx, blocking the breath that had been traveling in and out of her nose. He pulled in a sharp breath and whimpered as his cock lurched, triggering her gag reflex. She slid him out and swallowed to quiet it, then bathed him with the broad flat of her tongue as she met his eye. You've been holding out on me, he said reverently, reaching out to push a lock of hair behind her ear. You haven't really given me an opportunity, she replied with a knowing smirk, and his cheeks pinked awfully bashfully for a man with his dick in her mouth. She ran her fingers up and down along his shaft, letting the skin slide over his turgid flesh. He was velvet and oak, plush and rock solid all at once, a beautiful juxtaposition of silk and stone as she took him again between her lips, this time offering some suction as she dipped down and back up releasing him with a wet pop. His face contorted at the loss of her, the first indication that he was growing frustrated with her pace. Are you going to tease me to death? He asked, though not with malice. She accepted it as a compliment that even putting forth barely any effort, she was driving him wild. That's rich coming from you, she retorted, dragging her tongue over the wrinkled seam of his sack. He'd proven himself to be tantric in his lovemaking, bringing her close to the edge over and over until she begged him not to stop. He'd smiled at her wickedly until he finally made her come with the force of ten orgasms, compared to what she could produce on her own. He shuddered and flexed his hips towards her impatiently. If I beg, will that make you go faster or slower? He questioned through gritted teeth. She smiled at him sweetly, then pulled him in deep and tight, laving her tongue over his length while he butted up against her hard palate. His fists flexed beside his thighs, compelled to grab hold of something. Removing her hands from his body, she took his and gently placed them on her head, granting permission. Oh yeah, he groaned, threading his fingers through her hair, but not exerting any pressure. His fingertips scratched gently at her scalp as she slid up and down, her palms resting on the tops of his thighs. He sighed and blew out measured breaths through puckered lips. She could hear and feel him holding back, wanting to make it last. And she knew that if she wanted to, she could make him come in ten seconds flat. She was in complete control. Her jaw started to grow tired, so she gave it a rest wrapping one fist around his slippery, spit-soaked cock and sliding up and over the head repeatedly while she looked at his face. Eyes equally lustful and adoring looked back at her. He licked his lips and glanced down at her breast, then lowered to her jeans. She knew what he was thinking before he even formed the words. Come up here, he said breathily, 
moving his hands from her head to the backs of her arms. She shook her head, willful and stubborn. She had absolutely no intention of straying from her task. However, if he was growing that relentless, she was willing to truly get down to business. Dropping her head again, she kept one hand wrapped firmly around the base and brought the other back to his balls. She started slow but steady with firm strokes halfway up his shaft, paired with her mouth tight and wet around the head, flicking her tongue on the upstrokes. She gently squeezed and released his balls in time, and his breathing grew ragged as he brought his hands back to her head. Fuck, he keened, his voice high and strained. She ventured a glance up at him, and his eyes were closed, eyebrows pushed together and his jaw slack, tongue writhing gently just inside his mouth. She wondered if he was imagining going down on her, being on the other end, and the idea made her just a bit jealous, but not enough to stop. She picked up her pace a little. His eyes shot open and he looked down at her, zeroing in on her mouth moving over his hot flesh. I'm going to come, he confessed, and she didn't tease him or make him wait. She applied herself fully, her jaw aching and wrists threatening to cramp. He bent half forward with a shout, his body curling up under the force of his orgasm as the first hot spurt hit the back of her throat. She held steady as he pulsed under her hand and around her lips, then drew back a bit and opened her mouth, letting him see his cum pooled in the bottom of her tongue as she continued to stroke him with her hand. He tasted natural and chemical all at once, bright and crisp like alfalfa sprouts, but biting like hot bleach. His jaw dropped open further, overwhelmed with physical and visual stimuli, until she sucked him in again, swallowing and continuing to bathe his softening cock with her tongue. He dropped his head against the back of the sofa, his arms falling limply at his sides. Only when he had shrunk back down to nearly flaccid and his shudders of pleasure turned into shudders of overstimulation did she sit back and wipe her mouth with her index finger. Am I dead? He asked drolly, eyes on the ceiling, and she laughed. I don't think so. Maybe just slightly catatonic, she replied, sitting beside him on the couch and taking in his state. Jeans around his ankles. T-shirt pushed halfway up his torso and a dazed expression on his face. He was spent. She smiled at him, feeling proud and feminine. He returned her smile with a euphoric one of his own, then stood and pulled up his pants. Come here, he said, holding out his hands for her, and she shot him a questioning look. I don't want to get in trouble for messing up your couch, and what I have planned for you is very... Very messy, he said coyly, and she took his proffered hands before following him into the bedroom. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash 
Audio Fanfic Pod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.